So just between us girls. Yeah, just between us girls, Taylor. None of the, we did, no one's allowed to listen. Guys, if you're listening live on the Discord, turn it off because this is just between me and Taylor and the other girls who are here. <laughs> Patty, shut up. So we don't even allow them to talk. That's how secret it is. Right. Only me and Taylor are right. allowed to talk. Anyway, Taylor, I think the first thing we should talk about, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. Do you want to give an update on the dogs or what's your story? Yes. Yes. I, I figured that was going to be kind of something I was bringing up. Um, so there were developments not long after we finished taping last week's episode that ultimately resulted in the dogs going back to the foster uh uh, coordinator mm-hmm. and um the i i don't remember exactly what i talked about in last week's episode but the the boy dog who is twice the size of the girl dog would not leave her alone as far as humping her mm-hmm. and at first there was talk of it just being sort of showing dominance in the new house but we later learned from the um the original owner of the dogs that this is something that he had done to her for the last eight years, which could explain why she had hip displacement. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decided that it was best to separate the dogs. Um, and so we gave them both back because we figured we, I didn't want to be responsible for looking at one dog and realizing that I was the reason that mm-hmm. they got ripped away from their sibling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, ultimately they're, they're back with, um, they went back to the coordinator that night and they have been given new fit foster families to live with. And I actually talked to the coordinator last night cause I wanted to check in and they're both doing actually much better. Mm-hmm. So that ended up being a good thing for them, even though that was hard to so think. What you're, yeah. what you're saying is once they left your house, they did a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot with people that I yeah. know. Once, once they get away from the bubble that is Taylor, the latte boy, mm-hmm. then magically they, they improve their lives. You know, what people don't know is, is, uh, in, in early versions of the American tale, Philly Moskowitz was often trying to hump his sister before they got <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You've never seen an American tale? You know, speaking of that's a- I've never. I loved it as a kid, and that's a great transition to what I was going to tell you. So, you know, as you know, Aiden and I do this ongoing film series where we sign each other movies, okay? Yes. And uh, I will update you. This week, Aiden watched uh, Chicago, Cabaret, and um, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Loved Chicago, loved Cabaret, hated Romeo and Michelle's. Hated. No! Yeah. Oh, God, that hurts. John that- Paul. John Paul and I talked about it, and it could be that Romy and Michelle's is just such a product of its time that I wonder if it yeah. really holds over. Because it is so 90s slash 80s mm-hmm. that I'm wondering if it's hard to really get it, you know? Um, two is um, – so for but the movie I watched yesterday, and I had never seen it, okay? I had never seen this movie – uh okay, I will guess. Let me let, I'm I'm going to let you guess, okay? okay? It's a movie that I know means a lot to you. But I don't think you know that I've never seen it. Oh no. What? Okay. Are you going to pl- are you going to Oh, I thought I think it looked like you were going to play like a song or something. So I wasn't sure if you were trying to Shut up. Are you kidding me? Oh, 
How have you never seen the Muppet movie? Let me tell you something. It's funny that you say that, because I was asking the same thing, too, because I was like, how did my parents never take... I was four when this came out. No, you know, in fairness, maybe they did. Yeah. But I just don't remember. I remember seeing this in the theater. I remember my mother and my grandmother taking my little sister and I. I remember sitting. I can picture myself sitting... Like at the Deptford Mall, General Cinema Six, and watching Kermit the Frog sitting on a log in a swamp, singing this song. Oh my god! Okay, I love this song. I love this song so much. I get that you're trying to make me cry right now because this song always makes me tear up. But I'm not. I, actually, I do have a little bit of a tear. But that might have been because they stuck a needle in my eye yesterday. Because my diabetes. Wait, why did they stick a needle in your eye? Wait, stop here for a second. <laughs> I just rock and camped you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have um, uh, peripheral uh, diabetic uh, retinopathy. So that means every 10 weeks or so, they have to actually inject my eyeball with some medicine. And it's, if, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I actually have, it's kind of like red all around mm-hmm. the um, peripheral of my, of my eye. So, but yeah, no, that's this. Uh, why yeah, did I love Taylor so pretty. just tell me that story? I want <laughs> to go out and vomit. It doesn't I hurt. They, they numb expect your eye. It. A needle in his eye. I'm sure there's a Muppet named Gromit. <laughs> My favorite part was when Miss Piggy did karate chops that always make me laugh when she goes, hi Someday I'll see it, the Muppet movie. Wait, I saw it yesterday. Uh, I was just trying to think of words. But you know, the t- that's, Taylor, this, that's a good actually karaoke version of that. I should save that. Yeah. You know, we, we usually sing it to you at some point. Anyway, um... So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I saw the Muppet movie yesterday. I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was very, very good. What's funny, that though, is... hold up, because it's been years since I've seen it. Well, that, that's what I'm going to get to, is Aiden loves it. Okay? Aiden just loves that movie, right? Uh-huh. But going... You know, contrasting it with um, Romeo and Michelle, I think you and I would love it in a way that... Because there are so many bizarro 1970s cameos... Right. ...that I'm like, he doesn't know who any of these people are. Right, he like I know. Know Richard Pryor's in it. Richard I think, Pryor, like, Mel Brooks is in it. Mel Brooks is in it. He's the he's the scientist that wants to scramble Kermit's brain so that he'll do like the the frog legs commercial, and that's when Miss Piggy uh-huh. does the karate chops and stuff like that. But also like, <laughs> but like Edgar Bergen is in it with Charlie McCarthy, which I found out was the last <laughs> role he ever filmed, and then died like right after he filmed it. And okay. then like Bob Hope is selling ice cream, and then there's a scene with Madeline Kahn and uh, um um. Is in it where she does that character from Blazing Saddles and Telly Savalas is standing right now and he's like, Are you talking to my wife? Like, it's so many bizarro cameo. Like, James Coburn is in it. He plays the guy who owns some bar. It's so weird. <laughs> and Orson Welles. This is what we're doing today. This is this. After we're finished this, we're going to sit because it's on Disney Plus. It's right? on Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. Orson Welles plays the studio owner. <laughs> like, it's so I, I remember. I do remember that. So. By the way, uh, yeah. on Criterion Collection, um, 
they have like a, uh, right now a retrospective of Mae West's best films. And so I, I've been watching them because they're, for the most part, very short. They're only like a little over an hour long. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, re- I had never seen, I, besides knowing who she was just as an icon, I had never seen a Mae West right. movie. Right. This bitch is a gay, probably the first gay icon. I'm not gonna even lie. Cause, it's gotta be. Because there, she's doing that, oh, 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 you know, like, oh, like, I mean, that is not an exaggeration. She's literally walking. Yeah, she's walking and moving her hips and going like, oh, oh, oh. And what I love about it is, and she makes the, the best fucking, I actually watched the scene because I, I knew she kept doing it into her 80s. You know, she was, yeah. didn't do anything for a while, and they brought her back in her eighties, still doing that character. And Amira Brockovich which is a funny, like a funny line, and she's like, "This guy comes up to her, he's like, I'm five, I'm six foot seven. She goes, "I don't care so much about the six feet. Let's talk about those seven inches." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh, that is so funny, right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> but in in this movie that I watched called uh, "She Done Him Wrong," right, which is the mm-hmm. her breakout film role. There's a part where her ex-boyfriend just breaks out of prison. He's choking her. And she's, she's like, ah, oh, I'm choking. You know, like, ah. And she's like scared. And he goes, then someone knocks on the door, interrupts him killing her, trying to kill her. And he goes, listen, you answer the door and I'm going to go there. But if I hear you, I'm going to kill you. Right. And then she goes, huh, okay. Right. And then like, he's just trying to kill her. And then she knocks, she walks, she goes, she, she does, she sashays over the door. She's like, huh, the guy is just trying to kill her. She's like, huh, huh. Oh, open the door. I think it's Cary Grant says something, uh-huh. you know, like, can I come inside? And she's like, only if you ask nicely or something like that. You know, like you're like, someone just tried to kill you 30 seconds ago and you're already making dumb sex <laughs> jokes. Really, they're not supposed to make sense. Yes. You know, everything about those movies, nothing about it makes sense. It's you were supposed to you were going to the movies to escape reality. And yeah. that's and that's what it and was. that movie was a giant hit. Huge, huge hit. Huge. Got nominated for Academy Award. <laughs> It's so weird, right? Like someone be trying to kill, and she go like, "I gotta go do my number, toots," you know, and then gets on there singing. It's so weird. Anyway, any did you ever see the trailer for the last movie she did, which is called like Sextet or that, something? That's the line. Sorry, that's the line where she said the six foot seven thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she, I will say she looked great for eighty seven. I know people make fun of her, and she looks crotchety, but for eighty seven, she looks good. Larry King was the same age; he just died today. And yeah, I saw. That. Yeah, and and he lived. He looked. He, he looked. He died ten years ago. And no one told him. You know, like I thought he did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he was still alive. I love when people die. I love going to see what their last tweet was. And his last mm-hmm. official tweet was like Thanksgiving with his kid. I knew this already, but man, he has two hot ass sons. Oh my goodness! Huh. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think so, right? Because he looks like an uh, a frog got turned into a frog. You know, but. <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, because he, he, you know, his wife was hot. They, they just got her jeans and just the right amount of him. Like, his sons are hot. Like, if someone could post that in the Discord, yeah, Sean Cody cool. style hot. Yeah, Sean Cody, like Sean Cody. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat both of them. Both of them could be on Sean Cody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> another thing I want to address here is I want to revisit something and I want to, I don't think I've gotten your thoughts even on this privately. But last Wednesday, we got a new president sworn in. Mm-hmm. You know, President Biden is now the thing. I, I, I sent on a private text message that I, you know, I often find myself saying just by 
habit. I'll say President Obama or President Bush or President Reagan. I will never do that with Donald Trump. Yeah. I will never call him. I'm not going to say it. He'll never be called yeah. that. He's just going to be Donald yeah. Trump. You know? I I have noticed that over the last couple of years when, you know, <laughs> the anxiety of uh, politics came up in session, I would say the current administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was what I would say instead of saying the, 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 the two words that you don't want to put together. Yeah. Um. Uh, by the way, Larry King's sons have been posted in the uh, Discord. They I are cute. See, they had the cute. one before that. The one, they're not as cute in that one, but the one that we're posting with Larry Flick uh, not like <laughs> <laughs> so why were they posing with Larry King uh, <laughs> is uh that's the one I saw okay so but i I want to go back to and 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 I really this is not I'm not trying to like lead you down a primrose path or anything like that this is genuinely want to get your thing because you know before the election you were very I think even more than you allowed on air. Very, very, very stressed about the election. Yes. And even afterwards, you were still stressed because you believed uh, that he would do whatever it took to stay in office. So you didn't even think that was the end. So I want to know now that it's over, and I know things have happened between the election and the inauguration. And in, in fairness, we really have not talked about this. Tell me about your feelings. Tell me about everything. Because you said you weren't going to really breathe until Biden had had his hand in the Bible and was the president. I the joke I made at work was I finally unclenched after four years. Like mm-hmm. I, I I felt the morning of I noticed that I felt lighter, like emotionally, like I there just wasn't this like weight on my shoulders. And it, you know we had still at this point had five hours left, you know, and as we had seen a week before, anything could happen. But I, you know, I watched a little bit of it. I finished up with a client and then my boss was watching it on her computer screen. So I went into her office and kind of watched him talking um, and realized like, Oh my God, it actually happened. And I went home and I ran, I ran through a drive through for lunch because Babalu wanted me to come home for lunch that day. And I walked in and I said, we have a new president. And he was that I know. And as it came out of my mouth, I didn't tear up, but I, it was like the, the, the last exhale. It was the last exhale that I had to kind of get through. And I was, I was just, it's, it's, I feel better. I, I feel hopeful for the first time in, in four years, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is he going to fuck is, is Biden going to fuck up at some point? Probably, you know, but I, at this point, it, I I don't feel like a fuck up he could do is going to result in the end of the world, mm-hmm. you know, whereas there were times I mean, and I feel like we're going to hear more about just how bad things were mm-hmm. as it gets further and further away from, you know, when he was the other one was in office. Mm-hmm. So I am I, I am I'm just hopeful at this point. You know, I, I love Vice President Harris. I, I, there's something about her that I feel very, I feel very safe when she's talking. I know that's a weird way to say that, but I feel, I feel just comfortable with her. And I feel like with President Biden, President Biden reminds me of 
like he's like everybody's grandpa mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had very a very good relationship with you know with both of my grandparents, but particularly my maternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. So I feel like listening to him is like you're listening to your grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. and and so th- that that that's what works for me at this point. Hmm. Yeah, you know, what are your uh, thoughts? yeah, you know, leading into it, I mean, everyone knew, I mean, and and what you just said right now with the exhale and the unclenching was all over social media, and we all. I knew and I thought of it like I thought of it as trying to hold my breath. I've been holding my breath for the past four years and I knew I was going to have a big exhale when Biden swore in, but I didn't even anticipating that I still didn't realize how much I would feel that. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. um, another way of putting it is like, have you ever been like driving in traffic or anything like that? And you have to really, 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 really pee like really, really badly, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to feel good when you pee, but you don't really know how good it's going to feel until you're actually peeing, you know? Yes. That's what it sort of felt like, to like really feel that release. And to go to, to, to piggyback on what you said, oh my God, what a horrible image I just put in my head right now. But, um, <laughs> oink, oink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to piggyback on what you said, though, is is just right now at this stage is competence. You know, like even if let's say for instance, I don't know how this would have happened, some magical world, Mitt Romney became the president or just a competent Republican, I would have still maybe not as deeply exhaled, but would have exhaled. It's just more it's it's not even a partisan thing. It really was it was madness in there. It was madness. And it's it's um it's alarming to me how we just became so accustomed to it, you know, and going again, also to piggyback on what you said is I've told this story so many times, I'm not going to say it again, but about how I felt the the night he was elected, that I felt mm-hmm. the world became darker like you. I wouldn't say that day, but the next morning I thought color, it did everything seemed more colorful all of a sudden. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I think that even with, you know, there's the inauguration and it was, you know, it was a celebration of the country and it was, it was where, you know, and just him talking and talking about unity and talking about truth and talking about hope and talking about all these different things. I kept thinking to myself, this is the part in the movie where you hear the gunshot. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the part of like, is there, is somebody going to ruin this? Is, is one of these nut jobs going to do something thinking that, this is going to change things and that like, they're going to like magically bring, you know, the other one back and then he's going to be, but like, th- there is just something about it that even then watching it, you felt that hope and still sort of held your breath a little bit mm-hmm. where you were just, I was just worried. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like as we were, I mean, we're what, four days into this presidency now, not even three days. And I mean, with each day, I feel like my shoulders go down a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, so in that regards, that's good. That's good for my mental health. That's like, I had therapy that night, Wednesday night. And my therapist was like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't really know because I'm actually kind of in a good mood tonight where I did. So we just kind of not shot the shit, but we talked about a couple of little things and it was, I, I I'm hopeful. I just, I think it's, I think it's, there is a sense of hope at this point because you never knew every time you thought this is as bad as it could get, it got worse. Yeah. You know. What's funny, going on what you said, I don't know if you follow the news as closely as I do, uh, since 
uh, Donald Trump has left office, there have been some stories. There was a major story in the New York Times last night about how we didn't know this, but that he tried to essentially do the equivalent of the Saturday Night Massacre uh, from the Watergate era uh, to be in the time between uh, – leading up to the day at the Capitol where he tried to replace the acting attorney general because there was another – person at the justice department who was willing to look into this georgia thing and there was almost like a little mini coup and the only thing that stopped it was um his lawyer and also all the lawyers in the justice department said they would resign en masse if he did this um Mm -hmm. and that's in the new york times last night also and i do want to talk about this because this is one thing it's cuckoo bananas which is so funny because the republicans are already doing that thing that i knew they would do and it's so awful where now it's like as if the last four years didn't exist and now they're coming for right. Biden because he wore a Rolex. Like, go fuck yourself. It, 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 it like it. Maybe he already had it. B. Uh, two. Like, if I want, look. Let me tell you this. If I became the president of the United States, I would celebrate by buying myself a Rolex or somebody gave me one. Go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. This Melania Trump wearing like Manalo Blonics in the in a when a war zone or wherever she was or the stupid jacket or then also and this is. That the one the dress that she had was, on yeah. that when she got off the plane, yes. that weird print, yeah. like what seven wallpaper was thirty seven hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, that's what they can. They, they can shut the fuck up. The other thing too is, but the one thing that I will say I was jealous of, but the Republicans shut the fucking mouth. Did you see this? I did not know this existed about his Diet Coke button. Yes, I did. Just see about this. That, that's. That is so that, – that, that is – that sums him up to a T. That he I'm telling you right now. A butler to bring him a Diet Coke. Oh, no. I, I, I thought to myself, if you replace Diet Coke with Cherry Coke, oh. I would consider that. No, I love but. Diet Coke. If they had if, – the, the, the second we have the Afterthought Media headquarters, you know, in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. I will press a button <laughs> – And one of Larry King's son will come in with uh, <laughs> a glass of Diet Coke on ice. You know, speaking of, um, and I want to end just just between scrolls and this. I I I'm having to really commit to my not adding another show, okay? Because I'm but... so obsessed. I'm still not going to do it. I'll just talk about it on just between us girls. I'm so obsessed with this geeky gay, right? <laughs> I wanted to do a show called The Week in Geek, right? That's a great name. The, the episode from two days ago, Thursday, January 21st. <laughs> I, this is more like sad and because there's also an update from yesterday. Um, it's more sad, and, but like and worth analysis, you know, but and everything I tell you, he says in the show. But Adam talks so when, when Thursday show opens up. It opens up with this like two or three minute like. It sounds like Gregorian chant, but like it's something like, you know, like that, right? For like two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then he goes into Geeky Gay. And he goes, that was when I was part of a very famous singing group in Dallas, Texas for five years. And he goes, and you know what's so funny is my mom knows I'm gay and that I live with Mark. And remember some, some, some listeners sent her my sex videos and she and my stepdad watched them. And, um, but you know, um, I'm still afraid to tell her that I was in a gay choir. <laughs> And he, the whole episode is him talking about how 
he even though his mom knows he made fuck the watermelon on video that mm-hmm. he's gay lives with his boyfriend right he's mm-hmm. afraid to tell her that he was oh by the way he goes despite the fact that my mom's entire career before she retired she was a choir director and music teacher and she'd probably be really proud of me but i just don't want to tell her i'm just so scared right so i was like this is so sad what is, what is this right well, on last There's something night, that could actually be another bond between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so uh, on last God, night's show. Think. On last night's show, he goes, "I got a lot of emails about the choir, and <laughs> I want everybody to know that right after I recorded, I called my mom. No, I texted my mom and I texted her a link, and I sent her the video because <laughs> that went so well last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, she's like, "Oh no, what am I going to see now?" And she goes, I sent her the video. And she goes, that's beautiful. Is that, why did you send that to me? And I told her, well, mom, I was in a choir, a gay choir for five years. And, um, I just never told you when I was in Dallas. And then he, I, I had, I should have pulled this because I can't capture what he says right there. So then she goes, and he goes, I can send you the DVDs and the CDs that I have. And she goes, yeah, please. She goes, how sad that I, I missed out on all that. And we'll never have that time back with you that i could have shared that with you and i was like oh, oh who cares we'll just do it now like he's just so like i'm like oh my god there's a heartbreaking thing that his mom wished she should she could have shared in that and he's just like oh well whatever he's like i don't know why she's thinking about the last five years i don't care anyway <laughs> on that note bring back my girl 